Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? We are back again. It's your man, Jordan Reigns, at Fifty Shades of Drunk, if y'all are on Twitter. And we're back again, like I said, with another episode of the IDP Army podcast. Happy to be here. Happy to be dropping some more content. We're going to continue on this 32-team series we're doing. We're covering the offense and the defense because that's how we roll. We're going to cover the Baltimore Ravens in this show. If you haven't checked out the Atlanta show, go check that out. If you haven't checked out the Arizona show, Go check those out uh, on the YouTube or on the pod feed. Um, and if you guys are listening on pod feed, do me a big favor. Go review us on iTunes. Give us that five-star rating. Leave us a little pop-up review. Uh, we'd appreciate it. You know, I mean, it would do a lot for the show. It would mean a lot for us. If you're not part of the community in some other way um, besides a listener, that's that's something you guys can do to help us out, so show some love, and help us keep growing and pushing IDP forward. So go do that. Um, I was on the uh, Underdog Dynasty show um, with some with some of the guys this last week. So go check out their podcast. It was a really good time talking IDP with them. Um, just kind of some, you know, just some general IDP knowledge going over some of that stuff. So go check out that show. Go show those guys some love. I really appreciated them having me on. We had a good time talking over there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all the really relevant stuff. Um, we're going to talk, like I said, talk about the Baltimore Ravens this, this week or on this episode, the show, um, we'll start with 2020. They started, they were 11 and five last year, really good record. We know they have a great coach. We know they have a solid team and they're a team that, um, embraces the identity that the team chooses to go into every year with. Um, and that's been different throughout Harbaugh's career. So this last year was kind of more of the same as the previous year with the run game, but they they decided to address the passing game this year through the draft, through free agency. Um, they made some notice, no, notable acquisitions. Sammy Watkins is now on the roster, um, a big X receiver. They, they drafted Rashad Bateman, analytics and film guys, favorite um, 
some people say could be the best wide receiver in this class when it's all said and done. So they're making a concentrated effort uh, this offseason to give Lamar weapons to to take a step forward as a passer to go along with the the incredible weapon that is Lamar Jackson himself uh, on the ground. We know he can be an accurate passer. We know he can get touchdowns. He led the league in touchdowns two years ago when he's MVP. Um, you know, he did regress this last year back to the mean. But again, you know, as a sum of all the parts, he was still a great quarterback last year. He still is a great quarterback and he's got more weapons around him. So this team's identity is, is evolving, I think. And it's, it's going to be a little bit more pass friendly, not saying it's going to be a team that you necessarily are looking at and saying that. But comparatively to what it has been, I think we're going to see a lot more passing um, volume this year, receptions, yards. That's going to tick up uh, to go along with the incredible baseline that they have. Um, some notable losses. Willie Sneed, I don't know how notable that is, but you got an upgrade a little bit at Sammy Watkins there, uh, bringing in Bateman, like I said. They lost Orlando Brown, offensive lineman. That's not not nothing. Um, so I haven't heard a lot of people talk about that in the negative light, uh, but that is some, a little bit of concern for me. We'll have to see how this uh, this, this line is with a, an, an anchor-type player missing from it. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Matt Judon has moved on from the team this offseason. He's now at the New England Patriots. So that pass rush, they didn't really do a whole, whole lot to address it. They they drafted a, a fellow named Owe. Um, he's gone by a couple of different first names, but I'm just going to call him Owe right now. Ran a really fast uh, 40 uh, out of Penn State, I believe. So he's a player that they're probably going to lean on a little bit this year early out the gates. They still have Calais Campbell around, but he's he's not the player that he was. Um, if we're just being honest with ourselves. So there has been some some shakeup. This isn't the same uh, Baltimore team it has been. The identity is shifting a little bit, but there are still a lot of really good pieces here. So let's go ahead and jump in. Like I said, we'll start with Lamar Jackson, the the starting quarterback. Um, you know, right now his ADP on, on, on underdog, quarterback four, coming off the board at pick 54. His fantasy pros rank right now is uh, rank four at quarterback. So, you know, people are not falling off of Lamar Jackson, but – you know, it wasn't so long ago that Lamar Jackson was looked at as a, you know, a one or a two at the position. Now he's kind of in that four or five range. That's that's people kind of adjusting what their expectations are, and what their ceiling is. But um, he's still viewed by the community, uh, both on the, the analytics and the content side and from the practitioners, the players side uh, as a top five quarterback, as he should be. Um, you know, I think we're going to see him take a step forward as a passer this year. And, you know, it's probably not going to be on the level we saw Josh Allen have, or, you know, some of these other guys who have made big, big steps forward, but given the weapons that he had, you know, Mark Andrews being the best one, then Hollywood after that, Willie Sneed, Des Bryant, uh, Lamar did a, has shown himself to be hashtag good. So um, I'm really excited to see what he can do this year. Not necessarily going out of my way to draft him uh, per se, but I'm definitely looking at the value that he represents as essentially a, a, a running back in my quarterback spot who's also going to throw and potentially put up the most passing yards of his season. Um, so we'll have to see about the passing touchdowns. The 35 passing touchdown season was really big. Uh, so I don't, I don't know how normalized that's going to be, but we'll have to take a look. So uh, still big on Lamar Jackson um, and his, his value still – you know, value the way it kind of has been. So the running backs that you are, we'll go to the running backs later. We'll talk about wide receivers next. So let's talk about uh, Bateman ADP right now on underdog wide receiver 56 fantasy pros rank is wide receiver 67. You know, for all the hype that he's kind of getting, 
I really don't, that's not reflected in this, you know, ADP. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy. Hollywood is still ranked higher than him and being drafted higher than him. But I've, I feel like everything that I'm seeing around the fantasy community and the conversation around Bateman is that he's going to be, you know, kind of the, the, the default one there. Uh, maybe that's the dynasty perspective of the fantasy community taking over. Maybe not. Um, but I think that's going to continue to rise as the offseason goes on. Uh, if you can get him at that kind of cheap of a price in dynasty, you should definitely be looking at him seriously. Um, you know, I'm going to be fading Marquise Brown. Unfortunately, he's cost more. Uh, ADP, like I said, right now in underdog 92 wide receiver, 44 fantasy pros rank wide receiver, 45. You know, if I can get Rashad Bateman 20 picks later, I'm just going to do that um, personally. Sammy Watkins, interesting player. He seems to think he's going to have a great year. You know, shout out to Sammy Watkins for being the poster boy of really just believing in yourself and, you know, stunting on Twitter. If you don't follow him, it's, it's been quite an interesting journey the past half decade. Um, Wide receiver 91 right now, an underdog uh, in Fantasy Pro 78. Honestly, seems low. Again, I'm not really sure why he's so, so far below a guy like Hollywood. Uh, but, you know, there, there's definitely some value to be had there, I think. Um, and he could end up being the de facto one. We don't know. He has a lot of experience. He's played with mobile quarterbacks like Tyrod. Um, you know, he's used to playing in a situation where he not, doesn't have to be the top dog. And maybe that's he won't have to be this year here, but we'll kind of just have to see how that that goes. Um, other notable ish wide receivers on this team would be, you know, Marquise or Marquise Brown. I kind of brought him up already. Miles Boykin, Tylen Wallace. You're really looking at these guys more as I'm not projecting any one of these guys to end the season as a wide receiver one. Um, let's be honest. I do think there's a potential to push into wide receiver two for somebody, but again, I'm a little uncertain as to who that might be. Um, you know, it feels like the ADP and the rankers are kind of a little worried there too. So we'll have to see overall, but I think moving forward, this is a team that the trajectory is going the right way. I just don't think we have a lot of guidance or understanding exactly how that's going to go. Um, and then Mark Andrews, let's talk tight ends quickly. You know, it's kind of crazy to me that he's fallen so far so quickly in the dynasty community. I said, what was he, 25, 26? He's had, had a top three, top four season, two top five seasons now. Um, right now coming off the board is tight end six, pick 62, fantasy pros rank five. Um, I feel like we are overcorrecting on him a little bit because he's going to have a lot of the touchdown equity that does come with this passing offense. Not that there's going to be a lot, but if we are projecting it, to move forward a little bit, which I think overall, like I said, the community is Mark Andrews is probably going to lead this team in passing touchdowns or receiving touchdowns rather. And there's a chance he leads the team in touchdowns outside of Lamar Jackson. You know, I, I don't know what the exact projections are right now for um, a lot of people on JK Dobbins. Actually, I say that I can quickly look here and see what my man, um, what my man Mike Clay has. Mike Clay has Dobbins down for nine rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown. So Mike Clay has got him down for 10 touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, th- I guess it'll be either he or Mark Andrews leading that team in touchdowns is probably my guess. Um, but Mark Andrews in Dynasty right now, he's a guy I'm, I'm, I'm kind of drafting because you don't have to pay the price you used to have to pay for him. And honestly, he's the same player. You know, he hasn't lost a step. He did have a couple of fuck up last year i guess you could say 
He wasn't as prolific as we wanted him to be, but he didn't look bad necessarily. I know he, you know, he has type two diabetes, I believe is what it is. And he did have COVID last year. So maybe that affected him. Maybe it didn't. Uh, but Mark Andrews season could have been a lot better than it was. And I'm projecting him to kind of come back up to what we anticipated him being. So I don't think there's much of a safer tight end to pick. And at the cost of Mark Andrews, I would rather take Mark Andrews right now than guys like Darren Waller. I would rather take Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts. I would rather take Mark Andrews over George Kittle because I'm going to be able to get him one, two, maybe even three rounds later, depending on format. So that is going to matter to me. Um, I think he's being a little undervalued this year. So go scoop you up some Mark Andrews if you can. All right, IDP Army, we will be right back after this break, and we will talk running backs, and then we will talk defense. What's up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, interrupting the show quickly to tell you guys about a new sponsor of the show, Monkey Knife Fight. If you haven't checked out Monkey Knife Fight yet, you're definitely going to do that. Let me tell you what they have to offer, all right? Monkey Knife Fight is daily fantasy sports gaming website for casual sports fans that is simple and easy to use and easy to play. The users determine which superstars competing for the day's professional sporting events will record more or less than the contest provided. Monkey Knife Fight's daily fantasy prop games play similar to salary cap-based DFS games, but without all the algorithms, the lineups, and most importantly, the sharks. You guys got to go try this at IDP Army, okay? Monkey Knife Fight is like our brand, like the IDP Army brand. It's disruptive, it's forward-thinking, and they are definitely where we play daily fantasy sports you guys should too get started today with a 100 instant match bonus up to 50 dollars if you use the promo code idp army that's only for the first time or new depositors only but hopefully you guys are getting in there winning some money having a good time and make sure whenever you guys get in there and if you do win a little bit of money you know which is what we want you to do take those winnings go sign up with the patreon patreon Dot com that'll get you into the idp army patreon where you can check out the ultimate idp index the discord channel and all that other good stuff so idp army you know what to do back to the show all right we are back Go sign up for Monkey Knife Fight if you haven't already. Um, but let's hop right back in. Let's talk about J.K. Dobbins. Um, they drafted him last year in the, I believe it was the second round. Um, they needed some running back help. They had Mark Ingram. They've since moved on from Mark Ingram. They phased him out last year. Resigned Gus Edwards, gave him a nice little contract. So he will be around. But I think people are, are kind of viewing, looking at J.K. Dobbins right now through the lens of his floor and not his ceiling. Um, you know, I'm looking at what Mike Clay has him down for right now, 217 attempts and 1,100 rushing yards. I compare that to Christian McCaffrey. He's got him down for 250 attempts and 10, or 10, or 1,066 yards. Uh, the big difference being the receptions. Now, I don't think J.K. Dobbins is going to get massive reception numbers, but, um, you know, I think I think he's being drafted kind of right now at his floor. You know, if a, a thousand rushing yards is kind of what we're calling the mean for him, the median or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I think there's still even a little bit juice of juice there. Um, I know Lamar is going to get his rushing yards. We know that we know JK or we know Gus Edwards will be involved, but you know, we are quick to forget that this team did have 
uh, you know, Mark Ingram two years ago, who did get plenty of work, who did get plenty of touchdowns, who did get enough receptions to finish as an RB1. You know, we forget this is the same team that made Alex Collins and Javorius or Javorius Allen, you know, very fantasy relevant for multiple weeks, you know. So to think that J.K. Dobbins is going to, you know, I, I just view, I feel like we're viewing him right now through his his floor. You know, people don't want to get overly invested in him because, you know, what if Lamar and Lamar is not going to throw to him that much? You know, maybe they they change things up. You know, maybe he does get more targets than we assume. Maybe they don't want Lamar to take off running as much. We don't know. You know, they went into last season with Mark Ingram as their lead back. They, you know, had their running game and stuff kind of implemented around Mark Ingram and what he could do. Um, he's gone. He's not the primary guy they're building their running game around. It's a different player. It's J.K. Dobbins who can be explosive, who can catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, he didn't do it last year a lot, but I don't think that that necessarily dictates or, you know, kind of indicates that that's going to continue. So I'm taking J.K. Dobbins, you know, his ADP right now is, again, I feel like he's being drafted kind of at his floor. So I'm I'm more in on J.K. Dobbins than a lot of people are right now going as running back 17 on underdog fantasy pros ranked 19. Uh, fair, but low, in my opinion, fair, but low. If you have other guys you want, Go for it, but I'm I'm definitely still very interested in J.K. Dobbins uh, overall. Gus Edwards coming in, <clears throat> ADP 110 on underdog, running back 39. Fantasy Pros ranked 47. You know, for all the people I've heard talking about Gus Edwards, these numbers, you know, these rankings, this ADP doesn't reflect the the rose colored glasses that I feel like I see for Gus Edwards and the player he is. Another thing to keep in mind when you think about any backfield is. You know, you're one twisted ankle away from one of these guys just getting most slash all the work. You know, I mean, that happens every week from, that, from time to time. Somebody gets hurt. Somebody else just kind of gets that that workload. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's in the range of outcomes, too. So what if Gus Edwards has a concussion and it lingers for two weeks or rolls an ankle and it lingers for two weeks? Or, you know, what if he gets pulled over and he, you know, has his pot in his car or something? I mean, things happen in the NFL. And if that if that happens, you know, suddenly Gus Edwards is, or not Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins is just going to be viewed differently. So I try not to look at guys as a as you know it's kind of like Harry Potter, okay? When you look at Harry Potter in in the, in the movie in the books, the paintings exist within their world, but the paintings can move, they can shift. It's still the same painting, same people are there, but it's not the same painting necessarily all the time. It's not static. So I feel like you need to look sometimes at fantasy situations almost like a gif. Like it is a controlled area, there is a beginning and an end, but there are shifts that can happen you know like i said back to the harry potter analogy what's happening within the the specifics the parameters of what you're looking at can shift and change a little bit and you don't just want to look at it and analyze it as as it is in the moment you're doing that if that makes sense so i'm trying to say here you know jk dobbins adp you know running back 17 that could easily go up to 15 six you know 13 12 by the time the season rolls around because things will change change things will shift um narratives will come out you know what you know so just be aware of that okay so i, I think jk Dombas is a little bit suppressed in value right now especially when you see guys like miles sanders who just never stopped getting juiced up and gassed up and joe mixon who just never stopped getting juiced up and gassed up and it's like what is the major difference between these guys besides what we are saying is going to happen. So I'm a little more in on Dobbins than some people. So let's get to the defense. We're, uh, you know, we're a little late to the IDP side of things, but this team doesn't have a super duper lot to talk about. Patrick Queen last year, 
They drafted him in the first round. He came out and completely blew up, honestly. 19 impact plays for this team. He had a touchdown. He had a fumble recovery, uh, a couple of fumble recoveries, two pass deflections. You know, in college, he was known a little bit more for his coverage ability, so I was surprised that that number was that low. But nine tackles for loss, and we saw John Harbaugh, you know, blitz this linebacker a lot. So he's getting high equity, uh, you know, snaps near the line of scrimmage, affecting the quarterback. Uh, like I said, he, he has an interception. He had a touchdown this last year. Very disruptive profile. I'm looking at it here on the Ultimate IDP Index. Uh, you know, 28 pressure points, you know, total 30 play on ball points. So he's doing a lot of stuff besides just the tackles. And his tackle numbers were only 106 as a rookie. That number can go up a lot, like substantially. So, I, I you know, assuming, you know, just looking at his trajectory – you know, and putting a modicum of success and maybe some more snaps out there. You know, he could be heading for a linebacker one season. I've got him ranked very high in the index. I'm very high on him coming into this season. Um, you know, he's kind of a skeleton key type of player. You know, we saw him do everything for this team last year. And that's what John Harbaugh likes to do with his defenders, um, which is going to bring us to his de- defensive backs. You know, Marlon Humphreys, Taven Young. Deshaun Elliott, Chuck Clark. These are all the names you really need to know. But for IDP purposes, Chuck Clark um, and Marlon Humphreys are really the, the the bigger names. They get blitzed. You know, they're defensive backs who get blitzed. Uh, the 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 Ravens, I believe, blitzed their players the most of any team in the in the NFL last year. Go double check that stat for me. A uh, shout out to FTN. They posted that the other day. But they were blitzing from everywhere. The linebackers were blitzing, the corners were blitzing, the safeties were blitzing. So you're getting a lot of high-leverage snaps out of this defense. Uh, that's why you'll see Marlon Humphreys ranked fairly high for a corner. That's why he finished high for a corner the last couple of years. Chuck Clark, another guy, he's getting the tackles, but he's also getting the high-equity you know, pass rush snaps. Deshaun Elliott was a rookie last year. Uh, he's not necessarily what I would call a sleeper. But he's a player – or he wasn't a rookie last year. He was a sophomore last year. Like I said, not necessarily a sleeper, but he's a player that kind of – Drafted kind of late, um, what is it, the sixth round, I believe, something like that. Uh, last year put up 80 combined tackles. That, that's that's a good, solid number. And he had 12 impact plays. Um, you know, so it was a, a first, first time coming in as a full-time starter. Uh, he's on a defense with guys that are disruptive like him. So I, I like him as a free safety option this year. And then Marcus Peters, you know, one of one of, if not the best ball hawk uh, corner in the NFL. I don't really know who is. Um, you know, he always gets multiple interceptions every single year. I'm really, you know, kind of sad that the Chiefs decided to move on from him when they did. But he he's well, he's not necessarily someone I would play as a corner one, but he could be a streaming option for you if you are in a three-position IDP league type of situation. Um, and then as far as the defensive line, there's not a lot really here. Calais Campbell's old. He might pop for you, but I don't want him on my teams right now. I don't want to – I feel like it's just a wasted spot if I'm just being completely honest. Unless you're in a super duper league, super duper deep league. Titus Bauer, I'm not sure what his, uh, his current uh, status is as far as tagging is on different platforms, but n- again, not necessarily a guy who I see stepping into the Matt Judon kind of role or shoes. That's going to be some big numbers to put up, and he's been there for a while. So if I'm going to take a shot on anybody, it's going to be uh, Odafe Owe, who they just drafted this year. I'm going to hope that they incorporate him into this defense quickly and because they need help on this defense, you know, from a pass rushing perspective, though, something that they they did. And that's probably why you saw so many blitzes from this team last year, from the corners, from the safeties, from the linebackers, because honestly, they didn't have a lot of guys to get pressure off the edge. Judon was doing all right. They brought in Yannick midway through the season because they knew that was a weakness for them. Calais Campbell is getting older. He's still 
capable, but he's not a guy who's going to take you over the top anymore like he did for the Jacksonville Jaguars a couple of years ago. So that is the full spiel on the Baltimore Ravens, y'all. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. I appreciate you. I love you, IDP Army. Go uh, subscribe to the channel if you are on uh, YouTube. Leave a comment. Let me know what you guys thought, think about this team, what you think about this team trajectory going into the year, any players you like, any players you are avoiding, and leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, and we will be back soon, IDP Army, with the Buffalo Bills. What up? All right, I'm out. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hit the clock, tick blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you switching it up and you living it up. You ain't getting enough.